0: This okay. meeting is being recorded. Welcome to another episode of No Excuses, Real Inspiration, hosted by myself, Scott Marshall. So welcome, Horans, to the show. I can't thank you enough for giving up some of your time, all the way from the US. So thank you again. So just for the viewers, just give a wee brief intro of who you are and what you currently do for business. Yes, uh, thank you, Scott, for allowing me to
1: um, participate in your your podcast. Yeah, so um, I'm Horace Crenshaw, of course, and uh, I'm a retired uh, U.S. Army Reserve officer. Uh, I did 23 and a half years in the United States Army. uh, And, you know, I kind of drew a lot of inspiration uh, from my time in the Army and in writing some of my, my books. So I'm author of two books. Uh, one is one of which is uh, "Blowing Sandstorm." Um, it was uh, actually published in 2015, and then it was republished uh, in 2018. Uh, and also, um, uh, my second book is uh, "Half the Prize-Winning Horse." Um, so that book was uh, published in 2019. So you know, both books um, are inspirational uh, and motivational, uh, and it basically inspires the readers to want to um exceed to another level um and you know reach that internal um get pull that pull that in, in, internal uh intestinal fortitude out and uh, be persistent in whatever activity that they find themselves in. So um also uh I am a owner of a uh professional golf consulting uh, agency. Uh, which is called Crenshaw Sports and Fitness, uh, of course adopted my, uh, my last name to uh, start the company. And what we do is we, pro- we provide premier golf instruction, uh, you know, throughout the uh, D.C., Maryland and Virginia area. Uh, we, we support um, a lot of youth, uh, underprivileged, you know, children and uh, different activities uh, within the community. Uh, so that keeps me uh, actually busy quite a bit. And also, um, I, I'm also a congressional and legislative liaison for the U.S. Army's uh, Army Futures mm-hmm. Command. So uh, I, I do quite a bit. Uh, like I said, I'm well-rounded and, um, and, and just love to interact with people and, you know, try to, um, you know, get people to uh, reach their full potential.
0: Okay, so it sounds like yeah, you've got a busy lifestyle, and you fit all that into twenty four hours. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Just
0: yes, about. absolutely. I know. <laughs> I bet saying, do you say, do you have time to
1: to rest or sleep? <laughs> <laughs> <Doing all that? laughs>
0: Fantastic. So what yeah. we'll do is we'll go way back to the start of your story, right? So where it all began. Growing up, did you have any challenges? Well yeah, yeah I, I did uh, grew up in a small
1: town uh, in in uh, in, uh, in Mississippi well, a small city in Mississippi uh, a city called Meridian Mississippi a population of about 35,000 So you know in some instances I think that's considered like a small town in some places but uh, yeah we had, had a kind of middle class uh, background to come from. Uh, both parents were educators were teachers. Um, my father was a professional, well, well he, my father was a, uh, a football coach. Um, when I say professional, he had the opportunity to, to uh, play professional football, but uh, things, things didn't happen. And my uncle uh, did play professional football, played for the uh, New York Giants back in the 1960s. But uh, yeah, but my, my, my dad was a, a head football coach. And so he uh, kind of pushed me into sports. And pushed me into, you know, of course, football and um, the love of, of um, just the love of uh, being healthy and 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 being active. And so, um, yeah, my mother was an English teacher, and she, you know, subsequently became a guidance counselor. Um, so, and then she retired thirty years uh, in the uh, education school system in Alabama. So, I would say, you know, kind of, um, we came from, a, you know, middle class background. I came from a middle class background. Um, myself and my younger brother, who's like a, a eight year difference from me, um, so yeah, we 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 um, we enjoyed. Um, we we came from uh, came from a, a very sports oriented, uh, education oriented, and a spiritual uh, yeah. family. It's very very spiritual, and um, you know have a deep deep desire and yearning for um, you know faith faith in in, in a higher a higher power. So that's what I I was able to get me, propel me uh, to my uh, extra boost and uh, kept me being uh, persistent in achieving, you know, um, goals and aspirations, uh, regardless of, regardless of the, you know, obstacles that I, and challenges that I faced throughout life. So um, yeah, so um, a little bit also, you know, married and got a, a 26 year old daughter. Uh, so, and also have um, a nine-year-old Shizu. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, pretty busy.
1: So, it keeps me plenty busy.
0: <laughs> okay. So, excuse me. So, let's talk about how did you get involved with the army? What was your pull into that?
1: Well, yeah. So, um, during my junior year in high school, uh, what I, actually after the summer year, uh, my summer, um, the summer of eighty uh, seven no, summer, summer 88, I'm sorry. Um, my, uh, one of my best friends in high school, uh, we both played on a football team. And so what he, what he did was he he joined the Army Reserve under the delayed issue program. And, you know, I was a little skeptical because I said, well, wow, wow, why, why are you joining the Army? Because we used to always, you know, make fun of those uh, ROTC uh, kids. <laughs> walking on campus (laughs) you know and so i said i said i said well he said no no, no, this will get me in shape for football come the summertime you know when when when, um when summer training starts and because i'll be i'll come be coming back from basic training you know right when you know we start summer um summer training and so i said wow i said i should do that then because i wasn't you know summer in mississippi wasn't much going on and so I, I said, okay, I, I should, I should, I should do that. So I went and took the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery test, the ASVAB. Um, then score, you know, I took it at a whim and did not score exactly the, the uh, score I need to score to join him in basic training. So they said, well, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, defer your basic until um, 1989, the summer of '89. I said, what, well, summer of '89? No, I need, I, I'm i going to be going to college then. So, um, you know, so I ended up applying for my, remember, I referenced that my mother was a guidance counselor. And she used to get all of these uh, different universities come, you know, to the school and, uh, you know, provide literature and scholarship opportunities. And so on one occasion, um, one of the uh, cadre members, you know, one of the members um, that's on a staff, a military active duty officer, Came to her school and was doing a re- recruiting. He said, "Do you have any students that are, that's interested in joining our, our ROTC and probably be interested in uh, applying for a four-year scholarship?" And so um, she said, "No, not necessarily. Uh, do I know anything anybody off the back? But I take one of those scholarship applications for my son. <laughs> so, so, here I am, got this scholarship application, and I fill it out, going all over the place, all over, getting letters of recommendations from my principal, my my um you know my teachers and and not knowing what the future held you know um you know regarding you know um life in the military so you know i i signed up and and uh sent my application forward and the next thing you know scott i get uh, a letter in the mail that says congratulations <laughs> you just been a, you've been awarded the four-year army ROTC quality enrichment program scholarship i said oh Great, so I said this. This is really something great, you know. And I just started doing a lot of research on the army, and and I said, wow, now you know, I knew I had I had uncles that had served, and so that kind of you know piqued my interest. I said, this is going to be something different, you know. Maybe I need to put maybe I need to put sports aside and you know uh, pursue this interest, pursue um, pursue the military, and that's what led me to uh, join the army.
0: So yeah, yeah. and then you know at that time. How was your parents feeling about you joining the army and going traveling the world?
1: Well, my 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 mother was okay with it. My father, he wasn't uh, quite on board with it, uh, you know, because he, he he didn't join the military, and you know, he was a college athlete, and um, his you know his um, direction for me was I was going to follow exactly the exact same. Yeah you know, in his footsteps, you know, so to speak, so, uh, yeah, so, you know, it took a, it took him a while, and I still think, after all these years, now since I've been, he's been retired, he still, <laughs> he still <laughs> thought, he, he still wasn't very receptive of me joining the military, so, yeah, and then, but it was, it was great, it's, it was a great career, though, you know, like I said, it's been 23 and a half years, and, you know, got a chance to travel the world, and, you know, meet so many different people, and, Uh, interact with so many different cultures and um,
0: it was it was great great experience okay so let's talk about that right so obviously you travel the world what was the best country you visited
1: I gotta say, by far, I enjoyed my little brief stint in Italy. <laughs> Even though a <laughs> you know, brief stint in Milan, <laughs> I said, you know, I think that that was probably, probably, probably um, um, my my. A- actually, we got we we were in route uh, to um, you know up to into Kuwait, and then we had to do a fuel stop in in Milan, and so. Milan and, and th- that was that was probably the. I said, I, was, I said, one of these years, I'm definitely going back there to
0: Milan. <laughs> nah, good. So, yeah. And that was a great, good, good one. So, and then if you could put the shoe on the other foot, what was the worst country you ever visited?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say this. I gotta say this. And it, it was probably uh, even you know based on my um deployment experience i got to say um afghanistan probably was not the best place i've been so. yeah <laughs> yeah definitely was
0: not definitely was not the not not the top i would i would say afghanistan <laughs> yeah Nah, fantastic yeah. obviously majority of this is all in your books yeah
1: well yeah you know a lot of a lot of the, of of, of uh, my experiences you know i kind of um encapsulated I kind of captured a lot of that and put it put it in my books um, specifically blowing sandstorm which is a memoir of you know my you know experience my early childhood all the way up until uh the moment of truth um, when I had to I was responsible for uh leading um you know soldiers you know um, in, in a combat zone so that was probably um, that. That book there is, it, if you really want to know about, you know, life in the military, and you know what it takes to uh, motivate and empower people to do something that they that they never thought that they would accomplish, especially with uh, tremendous odds against them, stacked against us. You know, I should say, my 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 unit um that's a great book to um to read um you know in terms of in terms of getting to that place where you realize hey look i got an extra boost and um i just got to tap into that extra boost and i can i can motivate myself to succeed
0: uh regardless of the situation so yeah yeah absolutely so would you say (laughs) in certain circumstances adrenaline would take over
1: yes adrenaline definitely takes over you know and you just become empowered mm-hmm. you just you just get into you, you you kick into that next gear or next level and you know you're able to do um you know some some exceedingly and a uh, some exceedingly and abundantly um, things that you never thought you could do.
0: <laughs> oh, you you able to do
1: great things. Basically, you are able to do some great things. Yeah. Um, and it's all internal. You know, it's, it's it's internal. But at the same time, you gotta have you gotta have the faith. You gotta have the faith, the persistence, to believe um, that you can do it. And you have to motivate yourself. You have to you have to push yourself. You have to drive yourself. You
0: know, to that point. 100%. percent. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. And obviously, you've mentioned you've got two books. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you plan to write any more or is that you finished?
1: Yeah. So I'm working on a, a third book. Um, it is uh, kind of, it's deviating a little bit from, it's, it's kind of steering a little bit off of uh, inspirational um, and motivational theme and topics, but it's going towards um, what not to do when you're, um, when you're young, basically. Okay. Um, so the book is the book is going to be ti- is book is entitled um, you know driving recklessly towards a verdict. So it kind of spins off into some legal stuff because you know I, I I've always I had an aspiration of course at one point to aspire into the legal profession and so um, you know I've been on several um, you know you know jury trials <laughs> and. So, so this particular, uh, without, you know, um, letting the cat out of the bag or or, or of, of what, uh, how I drew the inspiration for writing this book, but um, I, I saw, I, I, I've witnessed some things and, you know, that um, how people can get themselves in situations and, you know, before they knew it, you know, I mean, the innocent people, they don't realize that they they did something that they they shouldn't be doing, you know, right. or, or commit acts that uh harm themselves or harm other people so um so yeah so that's that's what that's really um that's a great little nugget um thanks you thank you scott for for my for my third book you know like i said it's going to be driving recklessly towards a verdict and it's coming out i want to say probably the next six seven months i'm, I'm writing on it and trying to fin- did the, put the
0: finishing touches on it so no, good yeah and yeah. I, obviously you've written the books yeah so have you, is there any plans to maybe do audiobooks or would that take too long? Well, you know, I, I, I've been approached by audiobooks. books
1: um, and, you know, even with my current books that's currently out there on the market, um, you know, it's just, a, it's, it's something that uh, I thought about pursuing uh, and maybe I, I will, you know, uh, that thought will come to, a point where I'll just act on it and say, "Hey, look, we need to we need to move forward on this." So I got so many different different ideas yeah, of how to expand my message and how to expand my readership and 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 expand you know um, you know um, this my patrons that want want to purchase my my books. So um, yeah, I, that's that's definitely something I'm considering
0: in the future. Yeah, definitely. Now, nah, fantastic. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking. What age are you just now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know that you know the saying. You know, you don't ask people their ages, but no, no, no. I, I am, I am uh, fifty-one years old. Yeah.
0: Okay. And do you still train on a regular basis?
1: Yes, I, I definitely train. Okay. I am a hard trainer. Matter of fact, my treadmill is right next to me. My, my home gym is right next to me, and. Um, I, I definitely, matter of fact, uh, probably as soon as the interview is over, uh, and then I shift back over and check some some items on you know for my for for my job. But uh, I'm definitely going to you know try to get some sweat in
0: and try to uh, burn some calories here. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's put it in our perspective. What age do you feel training-wise? So when you're when you're working out, do you feel you are? That sixteen-year-old in college, or
1: yeah, you know, I I, I do, and like I said, I, I come from a sports background. I, I you know, and I, I I definitely believe in physical fitness. Um, you know, I have to stay stay current and stay stay active because I failed to mention that I'm also uh, NFL flag football official. So I have to run up and down run up and down the field with. You know, young um, seven-year-olds all the way to fourteen-year-olds. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I try to keep myself uh, actively engaged and try to, you know, bring back, you know, that that sixteen-year-old Horace.
0: You know, when I work out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely, because Definitely. the last thing you want is to actually feel your age. You don't want that. Oh,
1: that's right. That's right. You know, uh, definitely want to feel my age. You know, like I said, I used to be an active runner. I ran in, in two army 10 milers. Um, you know, of course, my, my, the, the, uh, the most recent one that I, that I participated in was back in 2012. And um, the first one was uh, 2006. So um, I motivated myself, you know, and dedicated myself to hard training yeah. for each one of those runs. Definitely. I mean, you know, I would average, you know, uh, five miles, you know, uh, every other day, you know, just trying to train for those for those, um, you know, for those 10 mile runs. So, but,
0: uh, yeah. Good. It's good to hear that, you know, and because a lot of people when they come out, maybe military service or they stop doing a certain job. They get lazy and sit about, etc. You know, and life gets harder for them. But if you're staying active, it's fantastic.
1: Oh, absolutely! You have to stay active, and one things that uh, one things that you know that well, the interesting part of joining to be in the military is they make sure you're physically fit. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's the, we 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 harp on physical fitness. You know, in the United States Army. Yeah. I mean, a fit soldier, you know, uh, we said saying that, you know, you got to be fit to fight, you know. Yeah. And, and so you have to be, you have to definitely be, uh, you know, def- definitely have to, you know, in, in, in not only physical fitness, but mental fitness Well,
0: in the military. It's good that you brought yes. that up. So, yes. on your own opinion, um, where does mental health and exercise go together? Oh, they are actually one and the same,
1: Scott. I think they're they're synonymous with each other. You cannot do one without the other because the mental has to be in place in order to get the physical there. Yeah. You know, because I just mentioned to you that I could very well say, no, I'm not going to work out today. I'm just going to, you know, participate in Scott's uh, podcast, you know, bypass the workout. No, I have to work out. Cause yes. I know I'm at a certain age where um, if I don't, you know, burn keep my metabolism level up and burn, yes. you know, if I don't burn, burn, you know, my, you know, um, I, I just I I won't be I won't be able to uh, be effective, you know, I won't be be effective in work, um, you know, dealing with family, anything. If you know I don't have a, a set physical fitness Regimen, you know, and, and um, yeah, like I said, that's one of the things we definitely, uh, you know, I definitely um incorporate uh in all of, of my golf instructions is that a fit golfer is a successful golfer, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're fit, you'll be able to shoot low scores,
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. in golf,
1: you'll be able to shoot low scores in golf. If you have a set physical um, routine, a, 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 a set routine where you warming up properly, okay? Uh, and, you know, you're doing everything it takes to get your body to the, to the point of where, you know, when you get on that first tee, you're able to, um, you know, be successful. Um, success level, it depends on how, you, how, do, how do you measure success. Success for most golfers is I wanted the ball straight, you know, with um, the most amount of distance I can possibly, you know, uh, push the ball out there, of course, you know, um, but but you have to get there first. And the first step, the first building block is you have to have a fit body, you know, to be physically fit.
0: Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And then what about if, if we say, what should run bad habits within your weekly schedule, if you have any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: well, you know, um, one of the things that I'm finding, um, especially, you know, if you're working from home uh, quite a bit, you know, which I found myself, you know, saw myself doing here lately, um, is you find yourself uh, snacking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And, okay. so, and so I find myself snacking a lot. That's why I have to get up and work out, you know, because I find myself snacking a lot, quite a bit. Um, and that's just a bad habit. Like I'll munch on some chips or, you know, uh, candy or something.
0: Um, yeah. It's far too easy yeah. to do, you know, if you're in it's, a it's, house it's, where if, if you were in an office or in a building, you probably were, wouldn't snack as much. Oh, absolutely!
1: No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't stack as much if you're in the office, um, and, and so that's one of the that's that's one of the the drawbacks and disadvantages of you know uh, working from home or you know kind of sedentary lifestyle. I think yeah. is is that uh, you know is is that you find yourself uh, kind of lured into you know some bad habits and some uh, unhealthy um, food
0: choices. So yeah. Okay. And then let's talk your pet hates within health and fitness and um, it can be anything it could be something you might see down the gym something that you might see on social media etc you might have a long list
1: <laughs> well yeah, I, I do have a long list in terms of that. you know, I tell you one of the things that, that I, I see a lot, um, not necessarily here in this area where I live uh, in Virginia, but um, when I go to my home state of Mississippi, uh, people there uh, they, they have a very sedentary lifestyle. you know, they, nobody's active. Like people here, you know um, you know on the East Coast, they are very active. Um, they, you know you see people walking, see people running. People uh, riding their bikes, bicycles, um, you know, people are very, just, just very active.
0: Yeah.
1: People back home, you know, they'll eat a lot of, you know, um, uh, unhealthy food, um, you know, fried foods, uh, no fruits and vegetables. Um, so, yeah, they, they don't incorporate any any kind of, um, and they don't, of course, they don't work out.
0: Yeah. You're- so, yeah. Do you reckon, you know, back home, that's down to, you know, whoever's the politician who's in charge of that state?
1: I think I think it has to do something. (laughs) I think I think I think it does. If you you don't push it, the people there, um, you know, specifically down south and, you know, uh, deep south, uh, deep southern uh, United States, uh, Southern states, they, they don't really, um, none of the, none of the, um, political officials and, uh, on a state level, they don't push healthy, um, you know, healthy alternatives in terms of, uh, keeping, keeping and maintaining your health, your, your health a lot. Yeah. Um, well here they, they do, you know, it's, it's, it's always, uh, you'll see something on the news talking about, Uh, Not necessarily now because we've gone into the fall, coming into the fall season. But uh, the summertime, all you saw uh, were ads about going to gym, hitting, get you know, running and going out, going outside, doing something. Um, But not necessarily down there. Um, They don't, they don't quite. They're not, they're not uh, very active. Um, And like I said, the um, political climate there, or you know, elected officials there, they could do a, a much better job with. Um, you know, pushing that message out, you know, to their constituents and to their to their
0: uh, yeah. to their residents. I, and, I think you know. um, I think personally, you you should run. You should run for the mayor of the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, you're not the first that told me that. You know, has and, and mentioned that to me um, because I
0: think I think that uh, you, you've certainly got the drive. Behind you, so <laughs> nothing to stop you. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, and and you know,
1: and maybe one of these years I'll I'll probably make a decision on, on that level. Uh, but like I said, uh, I just enjoy, you know, in my little niche where I'm right now. You know, yeah. trying to do the best job I can to uh, influence others to, you know, better their lifestyle. You know, whether it's be, you know. Healthwise, you know, education-wise, or, or you know, any other uh, area that they need to improve in, you know, spiritual, um, you know, spirituality and uh, all that knows all those areas. Yeah, and that is a very
0: important. Certainly, and for yourself. So let's talk about your favorite and your worst exercises to do. <laughs> Oh,
1: my favorite exercise to do, of course, um, I have, a, uh, I have a, a set of dumbbells that I, uh, that I have. And I, one, of the, one of my favorite exercises to do is the hammer curls. Yeah. I love hammer curls. You know, I can do hammer curls all day long. <laughs> um, now, one of the, my least favorite exercises is, especially when it comes to lower body exercises, is doing the lunge. I detest doing lunges. <laughs> I do not like lunges. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah, I don't like lunges. I, yeah, I fall in that exact same category. I don't know what it is about it, you know, that feeling that you get, especially when you get like me in my, you know, in my early 50s. You know, you, you, it's it takes you a while, Scott, to recover.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: After doing a very strenuous
0: lunge exercise. <laughs> <laughs> um- so, yeah. <laughs> if you can pick one memory from your your whole journey, that's been your best experience so far. If you can, I know there's probably a handful. Oh,
1: in terms of in terms of fitness, or in terms of in, in terms of fitness, yeah. Um, you, so you want me? To, you want to talk about my my the my best my a success story, basically? Yeah. Or? Yeah okay so i was at my peak performance in terms of uh physical fitness back in 2006. you know i had just come back from afghanistan and i was just because of when i was there you know of course um other than the times when i had to go to the scud bunkers when we had the in, uh, indirect fire coming in i would run around the base camp facilities right uh and so you know i i got we, we, we had a, look, a, a, a clamshell gym there and I, I, I stayed in those gyms there and I was in peak performance at the age of 35. So, you know, I just admit, you know, like I said, that was, you know, I was, I was in tip top shape, you know, um, I was probably about maybe 20, 20 pounds lighter than I am now, maybe. <laughs> and so, you know, and, but, you know, um, yeah, I, I was in I was in great shape. So I was ready to run the, the army, the army 10 miler when I came back from that deployment because I, I was, you know, I had run all around the base camp facility and um, there in, 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 in you know, in Kandahar and in Bagram, I worked out, you know, constantly. I had a set routine because you had to because, you know, you work 12 hour days, you know, so you had to work the 12 hour. So you had to have the mental stamina in order to, you know, uh, work those, work those hours. And so what better way to do it? Um, you know, and then when things weren't when there wasn't a lot going on in terms of, you know, uh, missions or, or, or uh, requirements, you know, that was that that's the, that's really all you had to do. Um, you either you do, you, you had well, one or two things you could do. You could, You could eat or you could just, you know, go work out. Yeah, you know, uh, that was about it. <laughs> so, so I, like I said, I was in, I was in peak performance. I was in peak, uh, I was in uh, tip top shape. You know, much like I was, you know, um, as a high school athlete. You know, as a as a track and field athlete, as a, a baseball athlete, uh, as a football athlete in high school. You know, um, you know, I, I felt just that good. You know I probably couldn't couldn't uh, run a 4 440 like I did 4.4 <laughs> four, 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 four seconds in a 40 yard dash you know uh, like I did in in uh, in, in high school uh, but um, but you know I was I was in great shape definitely I was I was more of a long you know I would teach you more long 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 term endurance I mean like, like running you know just not the short sprints. Yeah. You know, running long distances, you know, because I guess in essence, you know, you're going to have to do that if you, you know, you if you're um, running across terrain or you doing, you know, doing different exercise, you know, in, in, a, in a combat
0: situation, you have to be physically fit. So, yeah, no, nah, totally. Yeah. And then obviously you mentioned your dad and, um, you know, being a sports person and um, growing up, would you say he was your role model? For for you, or was there someone else? and um, Maybe a a famous football player, etc. Well, you know, I, I
1: I I say that yeah, my dad had a lasting effect on me. Um, in 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 some instances, yes, he, he was a role model for me. But um, you know, in, in 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 you know, to this day, I, you know, I, I I treasure my relationship, you know, with my dad. Um, but also, like I said, I had so many others. Um, I had, uh, uncles and, um, and others that, uh, were some tremendous role models for me. Um, I, I gotta say that, uh, my uncle who I, I dedicated the, um, the book, half the prize winning horse, um, you, you know, he, he, you know, tragically passing away, uh, in a horse, um, An accident uh, involving a horse—a horse where he's right where he's right his horse—but yeah, so you know, just I I just you know just been fortunate and been blessed with having so many different uh, people around me to to you know to kind of push you know me in a direction of 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 being able to achieve and (laughs) and rise rise to a, a different level. Um, you know, then then I might, then I, then I probably wouldn't, would, would not have had if those people weren't around. So yeah, definitely.
0: And then, okay. So for yourself, what makes you unique to others?
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting question.
0: I don't know. I, I think that
1: I, I view life differently. I view life um out of the lens of Um, like I said, my spirituality um, is just, um, has grown tremendously over the years. Uh, My faith has grown tremendously over the years. Um, You know, I think that's, that's what makes me, what makes me unique is that, you know, I'm so, I'm, I'm very positive. um, And I look at things from a whole different perspective than the average person nowadays because nowadays people looking at look for an opportunity to, where you're looked up on as an opportunity yeah uh what do, what you have what do you have to bring um to the equation what what do you what do you bring to the equation what do you bring to the table um you know I mean that's the generation I think that we're in now that people, you know, kind of want to see what benefit that you can provide them instead of, uh, you know, how you can be uh, beneficial. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely looked at. It's definitely a thing. Whereas, you know, people, people look at you, you know, like, well, what, what, what benefit, what benefit are you? Who are you? Um, you know, what can you do for me? Instead of being in, in a in a in um of a mindset that says, hey, how can I support you, and what can I do, you know, to um get you to the point where you believe in yourself, you know, that's what I think we should all strive for to a point where we can get people to believe in themselves and be better, um better people for it, you know.
0: Yeah, couldn't I agree more. Um, yeah. One- all those comments you just said, they positivity, you know, it just oozes out here, you know, if you, So that's the reason why I started this podcast is because there's a small percentage of people who are negative. And if we can get rid of the negative people, just build a network of positivity, it'll be a better world.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Like you just you see in, you know, in in everyday life that, you know, there's um, there's so much negativity around that exists. um, And people will gravitate towards negativity before they gravitate towards something that's positive and beneficial and uplifting. Um, they, They they'll do they'll do that. Sorry, apologize for that um no, real good um, <laughs> but so so yeah <laughs> um but, but yeah so I, I mean that's that's just my perspective on that you know we're in we're in an age where people people will more so um, look at something with an area of criticality as opposed to looking at something you know with um you know giving it some kind of you know positive um spin or viewpoint on it you know, and I think that's what sells. That's the reason why you have such uh, people that people are motivated towards. You know, so many social media sites like TikTok.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> which I, you know, I have, I have, I have TikTok uh, addicts in my in my household. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but they, you know, they'll 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 gravitate towards that kind of thing, and you know, um, but you know, I, I look at, it and I say, well, you know, that doesn't really. Um, I try to try to get my mind clear of all that
0: kind of thing, you know, yeah. and try to push towards positive reinforcement, you know? No, a hundred percent. And, yeah. obviously for yourself, your, your business, where mm-hmm. would you like to see your business in the next couple of years?
1: Yeah. So, um, what, what, one as, what, what aspect of my business, I want, I want to, I would like, well, definitely to grow my business. Um, I'm not reaching, you know, the clientele, of course, you know, and that's, that's, that's important to me, but it's not important because the main thing is that, um, not only do, you know, when I, when I have students or clients to, to provide golf instructions to, not only do I want them to, um, you know, get better, uh, and improve in the game of golf, of course, but I want them to improve their mental capacity. Yeah. And that's what I do. That's what I do. You know, I want them to improve, you know, physically and I want them to improve mentally. Yeah. So, so the fitness in my, um, my company's title is all around fitness. You know, when I say it's Crenshaw sports and fitness, it's mental fitness, it's physical fitness, it's spiritual fitness. It's all types of different, it's, 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 it's those three um, levels of fitness that you know. I'm trying to get you know folks to improve, improve on. You yeah.
0: know, nah, fantastic. Definitely. And then if people want to contact you via social media, via a website, we're can they do that? Yeah. So if you would like to contact me, I have um,
1: two different um, websites. Well, two two websites. I have uh, horacecrenshaw.com. And I also have Crenshaw's Sports and fitness.com. So, both websites uh, one is exclusively towards my um, golf, and, golf instruction business. That's Crenshaw's Sports and fitness.com. And the other book is geared towards me, myself, and I. Uh, and my books, of course, um, you know, Blowing Sandstorm, Half the Prize Winning Horse. Or, you know, also um, we, we're starting to set up uh, you know, a newsletter. Um, that we're going to be sending out, as well as uh, on my, my, my personal website, thehoracecrenshaw.com. You know, that, web, that website um, will have, you know, events. In, uh, and if anyone is interested in, you know, uh, inviting me to, you know, go come out and, and be a motivational speaker or, you know, just, be a, just, just to speak at an event, uh, you can go to my website at horacecrenshaw.com. And you know, just book me for an opportunity to come out to your event. And uh, like I said, I love to, I love to speak, as you can tell, and I love to talk. So <laughs> I just, I just enjoy it.
0: So it's, it's great. great. <laughs> it's been great having you on the show. Um, so just before we round up, I'm going to ask you a, a question. So this is a debatable question. So this is new to my podcast recently. So do you believe in the next coming years that MMA will overtake boxing and the capacity of, you know, how how much the business is going to make? So effectively, you know how much boxers actually make compared to MMA fighters? So do you think at one point in the next coming years, they'll be on the same level? Yeah, I think so. It's you know, it's a sport that's that's
1: um, you know, I I I I come from a a background of of boxing. You know, um, you know, I had some several you know um, boxing heroes growing up. You know, of course Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. You know, Sugar Ray Leonard. Those type those folks. So, but you know, um, I I do think I do I do think that. it it, it, it it has definitely the potential um to you know get to on the same level as boxing yeah um mm. like i said i oh definitely i think yeah because you know i i hear folks you know talking about mixed martial arts more so than you know uh than boxing nowadays you know because boxing is kind of like it's you don't have any um premier uh fighters you no, know, I mean, you no, know, no. The, the days of the, the Mike Tysons and somebody who's going to, you know, get in the ring and just, you know, bring the, the power punch and knock you out in 90 seconds is – is you it's don't done. see that anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, that's done. <laughs> so, in your own personal opinion, um, what's your take on um, McGregor versus Mayweather when that happened?
1: Oh, the, I was right there glued – you know to the tube like everybody else yeah. you know you know in that fight you know and uh i think it disappointed in a, in a point in, in some instances because i thought that um that conor mcgregor was going to you know put up you know more resistance yes i <laughs> think he did <laughs> uh against floyd mayweather but uh hey you know maybe that's I, I think that there needs to be more of that cross-level uh, crossover too. Yeah. yeah, there needs to be more crossovers, uh, you know, and get to get the two the two sports together. You know, but yeah. I know it's hard because you know in boxing you can't kick, so all <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> you can do
0: is box. <laughs> okay, so we'll yeah, do one last question before we round up. <coughs> Excuse me. So obviously you. Um, you teach golf yeah so you're you're yes. in the golf business so what's your longest drive
1: Who? my longest drive was uh 340 yards
0: okay yeah wow cool and then it's been a pleasure to have you on my show and um, before we round up is there any questions that you would like to ask me no, Scott. I think this is this has been great. Again, thank you so much for
1: reaching out to me. I tell you what, social media uh, is is an awesome venue, uh, you know, in linking us together. I tell yeah. you what, can't 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 thank the, um, you know, the social media, you know, developers and Twitter and whatever, what have you that 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 allow us allowed us mm. to kind of um, come together and and meet. So this has been great. And uh, like I said, I really, really appreciate this opportunity. And uh, I I definitely commend you and commend what you're doing. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, bringing um, someone like, you know, bringing our authors or business owners to, you know, just, you know, tell their story. And I think that that's so very important. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you.